The following podcast topics are not for minor age listeners. Please take the time to skip to another podcast if your children are present. If you are an adult faint at heart or a victim, please be advised that discussions in this episode contain topics about SA and other conversations that may be triggering. Thank you. Welcome back to The Trade. This is Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate y'all, especially all the listeners on Apple Podcasts and iHeart and Spotify. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, and like always, thank you again for the continued support and continued engagement in the hashtag BananaCats. How are you, Drew? I'm all right, G. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing okay. Ready to get into this podcast? Yeah, we, uh, we actually have a... We had a, quite a few articles. We narrowed it down to two for this week. And I think this one definitely grabbed the attention of most of our viewers. This was reported January 6th of this month. It came from an ABC affiliate out of Chicago. The Chicago Public School System, also known as CPS Office of Inspector General's Sexual Allegations Unit, received 470 complaints of public school staff engaging in inappropriate sexual behavior in 2022, representing a 125% increase from the previous fiscal year and a return to pre-pandemic numbers. Over the past four years, the SAU has opened over 1,700 cases, including 447 during the 2022 school year, which has resulted in criminal charges for 16 adults who are employees for the Chicago public school system. The number of sexual allegations against staff dipped to 209 in 2021, but spiked back up once students returned to in-person learning. There are 458 complaints in 2019 and 434 complaints in 2020. Since 2019, nearly 150 complaints have accused school staff of engaging in grooming, defined by the Cambridge Dictionary as the criminal activity of becoming friends with a child in order to persuade the child to have a sexual relationship. One of these cases included a special education teacher who, according to the report, groomed an eighth grade student and ultimately had sexual intercourse with that student. Another case that resulted in criminal charges included a former junior ROTC staff member who had sex with a 16-year-old high school student over the course of a year. He reportedly provided the student with alcohol and consumed marijuana around the student, going as far as even asking the student to help him obtain it. Hundreds of text messages between the students and staff member were recovered in the case, including overly sexual ones. A different grooming case that did result in criminal charges and went to trial, but ultimately led to the teacher's or the teacher being acquitted, also included digital messages corroborating that the teacher engaged in sexual assault of the student. You had another case involving a high school teacher engaging in a systematic pattern of grooming behaviors with five female students and ultimately pressuring them to engage in sexual acts, and it did not result in any criminal charges. The OIG report also indicated that the SAU determined a current CPS elementary school teacher sexually touched a student between 1996 and 1999, 
when the student was between 11 and 14 years old. However, the delayed reporting prevented the Chicago PD from opening a case into the matter. And uh, they went on to say that there'll be more updates as soon as more stuff comes out. And I checked a few hours ago. I didn't really see anything that was new. But it's pretty crazy that as soon as they go back to in-person learning, it spikes that much. It really makes you wonder what's going on everywhere. Because this is just one school. This is Chicago school system. Yeah. And I've asked this question before, but I want to ask it again. And for new listeners, maybe you haven't heard me ask this before. But Drew, do you think these people are seeking this job for this type of reason so that they have this type of access? Or do you think like, you think something else? I would say, because, you know, it's not going to be definitive for everyone, but I would say right. on average, yeah, these people are probably seeking out these positions. I mean, when you think about all the other predatory behaviors people do, and they can go anywhere from being a police officer to counselor, I mean, lots of things. But this Children's doctor, uh, yeah. Yeah, but this especially, I feel like, is... Um, as obtainable as a job as a police officer. So I think it does. I think a lot of these people are drawn to it because that's what they're into. Scary. I've thought that too. But this leads into a a weirdo named Mark Miller. He, this just happened. um, This article is from January 10th, 2023. And Mark Miller he got caught for torturing a little girl. Like, the father caught him in person. Uh, he was caught in the act and also held at gunpoint by the victim's father. And he was sentenced to life in prison. He's 35. Uh, he was arrested on January 12th after the child's mother called 911 to report that she caught him abusing her nine-year-old daughter is when her husband intervened and as Rockwall County deputies rushed to their home. Miller, who was considered a family friend, yeah, very close to home, he's a family friend who had repeatedly abused the child since she was seven years old, so for two years. That's according to the sheriff's office. Uh, Mark Miller used his undeserved trust to torture this little girl. Uh, Rockwall Police Department Detective Philip Young completed a forensic analysis on Miller's computers and cell phone and discovered CP, including videos that Miller had filmed of himself abusing the child. Law enforcement additionally discovered that Miller's computer screensaver was a nude photo of the child and that Miller had created videos of her to play on his virtual reality headset. In September 2022, Miller received a 60-year federal prison sentence for producing CP. He will serve that sentence uh, concurrently with his state life sentence at TDCJ. This is a disturbing case on many, many levels, and attorney Kenda Culpepper unfortunately underscores that no community is immune from weirdos like this. We should all remain vigilant to keep children safe from such evil and I guess he was uh, 
pled guilty to two counts of aggravated sexual assault of a child, and he received the maximum punishment for those crimes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's so every anytime you hear any of this stuff, the, the just thinking about how that kid is going to be affected for the rest of their life and all those things family friend someone that like you welcome into your home you bring over for barbecues and these people had no idea statistically it's like statistically that's who does it the most and i mean Mm -hmm, in this case this person actually well they are they're going to jail for the rest of their life and you know prayers for the family and some type of recovery but you know good on the justice system for actually working in that case that's why I wanted to bring this up because it is something that we talk about regularly. Uh, you know, it's close to home, family, friends, people in the, within the family are close to the family. It's typically who does this kind of stuff. Not all the time, like not most of the time, but like a good amount of the time. Uh, yeah, I just have to be aware of everyone. And then I also wanted to talk about it because there's a good ending, you know, with him getting the punishment, which can be rare sometimes depending on the state oh yeah well look at just be aware and be vigilant like they said for sure like the first uh, article there's a bunch of those teachers that aren't even facing any any prison time at all Mm -hmm, exactly it's crazy yeah it's disgusting and it should just i don't know like how things like that can go on like just unscathed like just let's just sweep it under the rug it just blows my mind it should be automatic some places used to like some places used to have death penalty due to it and i think that was louisiana but then it got taken away for some reason i think you're i think you're right it was louisiana i'd have to double check but i think that was the only state that ever did Mm -hmm. but i forget why it got taken away but yeah, we can look into that and maybe talk about it next time or something. Yeah, I'll write it down right All now. All the links are in the description below, for sure. All the links are in the description below if you guys want to check out anything that we've talked about. If you guys want to come on and tell your story, you guys can hit us up on the Betrayed Instagram. That's in the description, or Drew and I personally. Yeah, and if you guys uh, you guys like these shorter episodes and maybe like to hear us produce maybe more than one episode a week, uh, let us know in the comments. We'd like to hear from you guys. Thank you guys for listening to us and getting the, if you're this far in the episode, comment, let us know. Love y'all. Until next time. Banana Gats. Much love. Peace.